Live from Utrecht, this is the fan William Sjors Nedo. Hello. Sjors, you're back. I am. You made it back? Yes. Today we're going to discuss block times. Oh yeah. Block times. And the time warp attack. The time warp attack. And also, yeah, so today we're going to do it slightly different, I think. What? We kind of did this in the first episode or not? I don't remember. Yeah, in the first episode we did two different topics. Yeah, so we're gonna, you're going to explain one topic to me, sort of, and then I'm going to explain one topic to you, sort of. That sounds about That's, right. That was sort of our original format, and then we pivoted away from that. And now, for this episode, we're going to do a special where we pivot back. Or maybe it's new normal. Or we'll maybe. <laughs> you don't like making promises about the future, do you, Shores? Why would I do that? <laughs> I, I like to make promises about the past. So block time, but that's the topic. We have, we do have a main topic. The main topic is block times and difficulty adjustment stuff. Yep. Uh, so yes, you're gonna explain the time warp attack to me and a potential fix to that, and then I'm going to explain the Bcash, Bitcoin Cash block difficulty wars that are going on a little bit. I haven't. I haven't done sort of the extensive research, which I sometimes do, where I sort of dive into this stuff for like a week. But I've spent some time where I can explain what they're arguing about this time. Okay. Well, but let's start with that. your part. You're first going to explain to me what is a time warp attack. Should we, is it, do you think it's necessary to get into the very basics even before we get that? Uh, or maybe we can start with part the basics and then, and then try to get there. Okay, so, let's go. Some people may have noticed that you know, every 10 minutes there's a block. And More or less. Yeah. There's even people who say, oh, we should just use, you know, blocks as a source of time and not worry about UTC. And then the first time, first thing I need to tell them is that actually there is a rule in the consensus code that says uh, a new block may not be more than two hours in the future, according to your computer, plus uh, some, like, correction based on the computers in the network that you ask what time they think it is. Right. And so, no, UTC is very much uh, the boss. However... Bitcoin is actually using UTC itself, so we can't replace UTC with Bitcoin. No, and UTC is actually pretty decent. I mean, it's it's very well defined. And if you don't like it for whatever reason, uh, as long as you appreciate the definition of a second, then you can just correct whatever UTC is. Like if the government tells you UTC is something different now then, you know, you can. I'm sure you can reprogram your... But can, nobody will do that because it's baked it. into every single piece of software and every single piece of hardware on the planet. Yeah, well, I can foresee it becoming a problem if we go interplanetary. Because at that point, you know, it's kind of very much biased towards Earth to use UTC, isn't it, yours? Well, the, the bigger problem is when you go interplanetary is where's the hash power? If all the hash power is, in the, is near the sun... Also very biased. It's, it's going to cause problems because you can do, like, Eclipse attacks and stuff. Yeah, um, that's that's what we'll discuss another episode. Yes, maybe the intergalactic timekeeping <laughs> stuff. I mean, the, for, yeah. For now, so yeah, block times. There's a block about every ten minutes, and it's based on you. About every ten minutes, right? We, like, Correct. We need to clarify that it's it's found on average once in ten minutes. Or were you gonna get there? On yeah, the next? it's 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 like a. I think it's a puzzle distribution, so it's like radioactive decay. So you get one particle or one block or maybe two blocks in a row and then nothing for a while and then, you know, a block. And so there's a, there's a lot of randomness in it. But the, the goal is that because there's a certain underlying rate, namely the hash power, 
you have a certain expectation of when these blocks are going to come, and that should be once every 10 minutes. And if you have enough blocks, you can determine the average. It's mm. not a fat tilt thing. So that's very nice. Um, so basically, what happens is, in the beginning, there was one CPU, or whatever Satoshi was running, and it was producing blocks, you know, once every 10 minutes. But the problem is, what if you, or probably less often, but what if you start adding more computing power to the network, then, well, the blocks start coming in faster because of the way the blocks are worked. Let's not explain that in too much detail, but, mm. but the more hash power you have, the faster the blocks will come in. Mm. So there was a, there's a way to deal with that, which is that every two weeks or so, the equivalent of blocks of two weeks, not actually two weeks, you check how many, you check how many minutes or how many seconds pass between the first block of that period and the last block of that period. Mm -hmm. And then you just divide that by the time and then you know, okay, this is going too fast or it's going too slow. If it's going too fast, you make it a little bit more difficult to produce blocks. And if it's going too slow, you make it a little bit easier to, to produce blocks. Within yeah, minutes. so if, if, it's, if it happens 10% too slow, then the difficulty should adjust by 10%. Yes. In order for, you know, the expected next, what is it, 2016 blocks mm -hmm. to actually be found within the two weeks as planned. Like it yeah. should be two weeks for 2016 blocks. Exactly. And the way, so the, the details kind of matter here. You take, for a period of 2016 blocks, you take the last block and you take the first block. And you check the times between those two. That's the only two things you check. Uh, and it's kind of weird because you might expect, why wouldn't you... You know, compare the last block of every period. That's because Satoshi uh, produced many off-by-one errors, and I'm sure there was a reason for it, but probably not. And this is one of them. So it's comparing the, the last block of the period and the first block of the period. Uh, oh, that's what makes it a off-by-one off error? Yes. That it's the first block and the last block as opposed to just the last block each time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, or the first block each time. No, the last block each time. That would make sense. Um, and it, you, you can do yeah, just at least one block per period. And, but now it's, yeah, okay, I get why that's one off error. Yeah. Yep. I never thought about this, but that makes total sense. It, there's many of those. There okay. are many constants in the Bitcoin Core soft code that are like, or in the Bitcoin Core software that are like 101. Or So, and this one by off by one error, and we're not going to dwell on this because it's not the topic of the podcast, but does it have any sort of effect on Bitcoin? That's uh, Yes, actually, we, but we'll talk about that all the way at the end. Okay. So I think it's it's nice to explain that it's not exactly ten minutes. Okay. Because of that, but it's not a it's not a big enough deal that that's not really a problem. It's not a problem that people feel needs fixing. No, but there is a problem that people, at least some people, think probably should be fixed. Okay. Yes. Um, this is the time warp attack. Exactly. So. The um, time warp attack. Yeah. There we go. So, so what you can do is miners can just kind of arbitrarily put in the time like their mining equipment if it's very nice it'll put in the exact time in the block that it believes is the case but there could be incentives to game this time yeah because miners can just choose which time to put in the block pretty much so. it's limited like if it's if it's out of bounds too much then the network will say that's out of bound too much that's yep. not correct but loosely speaking miners they can always lie by like a minute or whatever like they yeah so we've well, already discussed one boundary they cannot um, put anything in the more than two hours in the future, or a little bit more than two For hours. For example, yes. Um, that's one thing they can't lie about. But in terms of the past, um, there's another rule. 
um, namely that every you look at the previous 11 blocks and you take the median time of that, and it has to be at least one second more. And to, to roughly say what that means is every roughly every block has to be one second later than the previous block. But it's not exactly the neighboring blocks, it's just the 11 blocks before it. So every block... Okay, so you look at the previous 11 blocks, which you, and then you take the median of that, so that's the sixth block. It's not necessarily the sixth block. If every block is one second after the other, then it's the sixth block. But uh, the blocks don't have to be in order of time either. So, so for example, you could have one block that's one second. So block one could be at second one, mm -hmm. and then let's say the first second of the day, uh, one second after midnight. Then the second block would be two seconds after midnight. The third could be three seconds after midnight, etc. Then the median would be six, right? If if you look at if you're at block twelve and you look at the previous eleven, okay, then the median is six. But if the last block, um, it could be once one second after, two seconds after, and then again one second after, and two seconds after, and one second after, and then ten seconds after, and then the median would be something different. So it's not necessarily the middle value. Okay, and then this 12th block needs to be later than the median. Yeah, one second later than the median. At least one second later. Yeah. Yes, okay. Right, so what you can do as a miner is you could say, I'm just going to pretend that I started mining at midnight, and then one second after, two seconds after, etc. Well, to so be clear, in this context, we're talking about many miners basically coordinating this attack, right? Like, yes. if, as a single miner, you can't get very far... But it's it's kind of like a 51% attack where a lot of miners, and I don't know if in this context it needs to be 51% exactly, but at least a lot of miners need to coordinate to make this happen, right? Yeah, the math gets complicated, or at least I don't know it, mm -hmm. uh, when it's not the whole majority. But for this illustration, we're just going to pretend that 100% of the miners are going to play this game. Right, all miners uh, are trying to game the system here. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, at some point, the nodes will reject the chain, but what we're about to discuss would not be rejected by nodes, at least not without an intervention. Right, exactly. That's that's why it, the attack could potentially work. Nodes would accept this, yes. Yeah, and of course, if you have 51%, then you can just reorg everything out that doesn't perform the attack, right? So that's why 50%. Yeah, okay, sure. But uh, so what you do is the first block is uh, one second after midnight, the, s the second block is two seconds after midnight, etc., etc. Yeah, and so you they're not really mined then. That's the time that exactly. all these miners are putting into the blocks. Yes, right. Go on. And and then the very last block in the difficulty adjustment period mm -hmm. would be, uh, you would think, oh, so they'll take 2016 seconds after midnight. But no, they will take the actual time, plus two hours, but right. that doesn't really matter. So the first 2015 blocks that are mined within the difficulty periods, no matter when they were mined, no matter how fast they were mined, mm -hmm. they're all the miners lie and they say they were all mined one second after the other. So Correct. the first 2015 blocks were mined in the first 2015 seconds after midnight. In other words, in it, half an hour, basically. Is that half an hour? Yeah. Okay. So, so if you looked at the chain afterwards and you would not look at your log files or anything like that, you would just see uh, uh, 2015 blocks mined in a, you know, 30 or 40 minute period mm -hmm. and then you would see and then the one block that was just mined 
now. So yes, the two, and then the two, 2016 two block was almost two weeks later. So that it looks like there were 2015 blocks in 256. Uh, yeah. Sorry, 2015 seconds. Then there was almost two weeks of nothing, and then there was the last block. Right. And so that's now, what it looks like. Now the difficult, and so this took exactly two weeks, just to make it easier. And so your difficulty adjustment would this would have no effect. Right, you you think okay, nothing, uh, no problem. I look at the last block. I look at the first block. There's two weeks between them, so all is good. We continue. Nothing changes. Difficulty yeah. stays the same. But now the new period, these evil miners, they continue with their earlier one second increment. So they go back in time two weeks or almost two weeks. Right. Uh, and, and they the start th- adding seconds again. And the first block they mine is then the 2016th second after midnight or whatever. It was. Yeah, and there's and a then little then bit the of one a- after 2017, 2018 seconds. We just Correct. go on on the on the original streak, pretty right? much. Yes, yes. I, I think the there's some adjustment you need to make for the you know the extreme value in there, but it's it's uh, small. Yes, and the re- this would be accepted by nodes. This would be accepted by the protocol because of what we just discussed yep. about it needs to be the median or i don't i'm not yeah. sure if i totally understood that part yours but so i med- assume that's correct the median is like the middle value if you so it's not the middle block it's like if you take the blocks and their timestamps and you order the timestamps from low to high mm-hmm. then it's the one in the middle sure so if you have timestamps from two weeks ago 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 etc etc now well you order them by time you take the middle one yes. two weeks ago yes sure so it's like okay no problem yeah um so you just keep doing that. And now at the end of the difficulty period, we've passed about, fake time has passed about one hour and 10 minutes. Um, but the new block comes in and you don't lie about the time. Now the difference between the last block of this period and the first block of this period is? Four weeks. Yes. Yes, because the, f- the first block, as we just said, was on 2nd, 2016. And then the last block was mined on the real time. And since it wasn't really mined on 2nd 6th, 2016, that was a lie that was accepted by the network. And now yep. the last real block was mined at the real time. So now it's four weeks. Yep. So what happens? So now the uh, difficulty algorithm says, hey, wait a minute. It's taking a month, you know, this entire, diffi- uh, this entire series of blocks. Let me reduce the difficulty. And so the difficulty goes down. I think it can go down by 25% or something. It can go down uh, like... And uh, four uh, four X. Oh, four X. I think so. Yeah. Okay, so then it would just drop two X. Yes, I think so. Yes. Yeah. And so the next time you keep repeating this little trick, and uh, the difficulty starts dropping quite fast, and at some point you can mine. You can just keep one... repeating this trick. Yeah, you just keep repeating it, and at some point you're mining at one block every second, and then you can no longer speed it up because one second was the minimum. Right. So this is bad because you could you could create a lot of blocks. Right. Well, so to be clear, the reason miners would potentially want to perform this attack, in theory at least, is because this allows them to mine way more bitcoins than their hash power would actually allow them to mine. And yeah. in this case, they're coordinating and, you know, they can sell the bitcoin. So it, it's profitable for them to be able to mine way more bitcoins with their hash power, right? Yes, exactly. Assuming the price doesn't drop and all that sort of problematic game theory. But uh, yeah, so this is not optimal. And in fact, uh, I think in the middle of 2018, uh, this this time warp attack was used as part of a proposal, like not a serious proposal, I think, more of a just a thought experiment of how you could do scaling. Right. Um, it was it was part of a scaling proposal, I yeah. think, by Mark Friedenbach. Yeah, and I think the idea would be you create 
some sort of parallel sidechains-ish that all have their own rules, and then you commit to them in the main blockchain, or you put all the transactions of them. I think you put all the transactions in the main blockchain. So you can just, you know, you, if you speed up the blockchain by uh, 600x, essentially, then I guess you have 600 megabyte blocks, or right. 2400 megabyte blocks. So it kind of went from a very theoretical attack to something that became in the realm of something people were thinking could be used. Yeah, and I think it was also considered uh, briefly in the um, in the Segwit2x time period because one of the questions was if you do a hard fork uh, between like you have the 1x chain and you have the 2x chain mm-hmm. essentially that that's one way you could see it then wouldn't it be handy if you could time warp attack the 1x chain because then there would not be two chains there would be just be one because the other one would be just insane but mm. but it wouldn't you just 51% attack it and make it sure just... no transactions are mined that would be a lot easier wouldn't it yeah, I, I forgot what the role was. I think the time warp was discussed there, but you're right. It wouldn't in this case it wouldn't matter. You would speed it up, but you wouldn't stop it. Yeah. So I'm not exactly sure what was going on there. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess you could run it into the uh, into the 2038 bug. <laughs> yeah, you could speed that one up. Uh, no, no, it. you wouldn't, right? Because the timestamp 2038, you wouldn't reach it because you're just adding seconds. You would actually. Oh, is that a it's actual timestamp timestamp block. I, I believe like the problem you, is that the, UTC? I think the problem is that the timestamp is is not enough bits, and it's just going to run out. Oh, really? Uh, in 2038. But if you use the time warp attack, it'll never be 2038. Right. <laughs> so you can keep going until the uh, you know the year 3000. So I guess maybe that could be a way to avoid having to do a hard fork in 2038. Just ah, pretend right, time right. is not moving anymore. Yeah. But it, this all sounds horrible. So um, how do we fix this uh, this time warp attack? Yeah, so there's a fix for it. Yeah, and this was proposed by, uh, I think, I mean, this attack has been known since 2012 or something. It's not... not new. It's an old attack, sure, yes. It's, it's, it's yeah. something people have known about for years and no one really worried about it because it's so theoretical and, yeah, and what, unlikely but, to actually happen. But yeah, so now, partly because of this proposal, probably, it's sort of researched as something developers were starting to think about, like maybe we, this is something we should fix. That's what happened. Yeah, there. it's been on those, like, uh, we should probably deal with this. Yeah, <laughs> one um, of these lists. <laughs> yeah. So Johnson Lau proposed that you can add an, a constraint for the first block of, of every new difficulty adjustment period, just the first block. And he said, you basically constrain the time. So instead of you know going two weeks back in time, what this attack would do, you would say, no, you can't do that. The first block can only go back whatever amount of time. And he said... Versus the last block of the previous period. No, the first block of the new period. Yeah, versus the last block of the previous period. It yes, can go exactly. only go back in time, say, right. half an hour or whatever it is. Yeah, and, and he the, said like uh, at least a day or at most a day would a be day. enough. So if you allow it to only go back by a day, then the attack, you know, in order for in order for you to do an attack, uh, you would need fifty one percent of the hash power for twenty four hours, and if you have fifty one percent attack for twenty four hours, you can already reorg out the Coinbase rewards, which mm-hmm. are stuck for frozen for one hundred blocks. Mm-hmm. So you can create an absolutely enormous mess for anyone who is spending those Coinbase rewards. So basically, the idea was like, well, that. That number, one day, that constraint is strong enough to, like, if if you do this attack, you're going to cause damage anyway. Hmm. 
Um, but uh, Blue Matt implemented this fix. And Matt Corello, yeah. Yeah, Matt Corello. And he picked 600 seconds, namely 10 minutes, which is the shortest period. Right. Um, because so you can only mine a block or the time you put in can only be 10 minutes prior to the last block of the previous period. Exactly. Yeah. And the reason for the 600 seconds is because there is some mining hardware that messes with the timestamp for finding a, finding a unique solution. So it's grinding the timestamp. Mm. And it grinds it by a maximum of 600 seconds back in the past. Which is mm. so in order to keep, you know, not to break that type of hardware, uh, you add the constraint for 600 seconds, which is plenty small enough because we just discussed uh, anything less than a day is, is right. Enough. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so the reason he went for a lot smaller time frame is to not break existing hardware. Well, he could have gone for zero, that would have been the smallest time frame because sure. you say it cannot be in the past, yeah, compared to the last block. But in uh, but by making it 600 seconds. Um, it basically doesn't break any hardware. Yeah. So that's good. And then you could say, well, that's still within margin because you could, could you could make it one day, which is like a much larger margin, mm-hmm. which is still ridiculous to go back one day in time. Yeah. Uh, but that would be enough to thwart the attack. Yeah. So, and this was actually... So even, uh, even going back 10 minutes is ridiculous, but that way you don't really, break hardware. If you assume there's some deviation in clocks... It, it, not everybody uses okay. an atomic clock, so being a uh, clock drifting for an hour or so, I mean, that would be bad. But a uh, clock drifting for a few minutes in this network time, so maybe you produce a block and you send it over, and I don't know. Fair enough. But you, you have to inspect the, and the other thing is you have to inspect the previous block mm-hmm. when you receive it in sure. order to mine on it, and how much effort do you want to put into studying that block super carefully and, and not messing up it's probably nice to have some margin there hmm. you don't have to know the exact second of the block fair enough well and this would obviously this could be done as a soft fork yeah in fact it was part of a proposed soft fork i mean the soft fork is still proposed it's called bip xxx uh the great consensus cleanup mm-hmm. and it contains a couple of small fixes including this one yeah uh unfortunately there there was a lot of debate about some of the other aspects of that soft fork and it kind of ground to a halt. So, you know, the proposal is still there. I don't think anybody objected yeah, to this th- time warp fix, but it's not enough to do soft work just for this fix. Right. But this was also not one of the controversial parts of this. No. What do we call it? Like collection of soft works? Bund- bundle? The bundle great consensus cleanup is, uh, is what Matt Corollo yeah. called Yeah, well, it's it. like a bundle, right? Yeah, uh, it was a bundle of, of little annoying things that should be fixed. Uh, the other one was the... Minimum size of a transaction should be 64 bytes mm-hmm. so that it cannot be confused for a hash of a transaction. Right. So I guess 65. Um, and yeah, the- there was, I think, some un- undoing of a opcode that no one uses. Yeah, that was a problem. But that was sort of the controversial one. That's a problem because, yeah. as we discussed in earlier episodes, uh, there are hashed scripts out there. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what's behind the hash and yeah. you could accidentally confiscate somebody's coins. Even though there's like no sane way you could think of that anybody would use it that's that's a kind of a difficult still, territory. it's still precedence that's i i kind of i tend to agree with that that's maybe not a precedent we should be setting yeah and there were ways around that too so anyway uh this time warp fix has an interesting property namely that be, um, partially because of this off by one problem we talked about mm-hmm. in the number of blocks that you compare mm-hmm. um but also some fancy math the expected block time is not exactly 10 minutes, but it is 10 minutes and 6 seconds. Right now? Sorry, it's 10 minutes and 0.6 seconds. Right now? Yes. Okay. So it's less than... it's. 
more than nothing, but less than a second off from what we should expect. Yeah, exactly. It is a little bit over half a second off. And um, if with the soft fork, if you do a time warp attack, you can actually slightly speed up the blockchain to where it is exactly 600 seconds. <laughs> so, so we can the, still attack the, the network to become correct. Uh, correct. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so that's nice. And if you want to understand this math, I do not understand this math. You have to Google the following um, six words in exactly the right order: Bitcoin, inverse, Erlang, distribution, SIPA, Twitter. <laughs> nice. And you'll you'll get to Sipa's uh, uh, Peter Weiler. So that was Peter Weiler's. Uh, uh, he d- he did the math too. He did a Twitter quiz where he said, "What's the expected time? You oh, know, given this and this and this, and then everybody would have it wrong, and he would explain, oh, you got to take this distribution.' But uh, he used some keywords that are not ideal because Erlang is also a programming language, so it's just very annoying if you Google Bitcoin Erlang. It's like right. You get some other tools and right. All right. Okay. So that's the software. That's the time warp attack, and that's how we fix it potentially. Yeah. And and now, how do we get to this topic of time warp attacks? Because uh, we, why, why do why we were get we're to talking, this topic? Yeah. Why were we talking about block times in general? Is oh, is this the bridge you're trying to build for no, me? No, this is the bridge we actually had in the preparation. We started about the other topic. You're right, but I yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, this is the this is why I I suggested this topic, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So there's this Bcash. Uh, drama going on again um new drama i personally love i, I kind of like drama especially if it's happening there over there yeah can you specify which version of bitcoin cash because they split into abc and sv uh, i mean okay. basically the abc version is the one that ultimately that in the end got the name bitcoin cash and okay. then the other one is just called bitcoin sv these days um yeah, I I like um, once in a while they have this sort of like we had one sort of Bitcoin sort of had this one civil war with them, and then we kind of tried to explain to them like um, if you fork once you will fork yeah, again yeah, and like again so and again the important the importance of social scalability and protocol immutability and the, these kinds of things like we tried to explain it they wouldn't listen. And now we're seeing it play out where they're just having another war every six months over a new protocol upgrade. And every six months there's a threat of a split and new coins and it happened once and now it might happen again. And so for me, it's like how not to do Bitcoin and they're doing it over there in the wrong way. And I kind of, it's, it's enjoyable in a way. It's, and it's uh, useful. So shameless plug for a project. It's useful as well. Yes. Yeah. It's like we can sort of learn from it if you... In their defense, once in a while, there's something actually interesting going on there. I, I like their, um, what was that called? They had this privacy technology at one point. Uh, yeah, it was a mixing, uh, yeah, mixing with unequal na- amounts. Napsack. No, it was, anyways, once in a while, something actually interesting will happen there. But this this is more like fun. Yeah. But uh, the, okay, the, so. the shameless plug is uh, sometimes they fork, and I work on a project called forkmonitor.info. Right. And... Um, Basically, it's good because I need to test test how the site works when a fork occurs, and it just doesn't happen with Bitcoin. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so you can uh, train your site once in a while. And... Yeah, you can do it with Testnet, but it's, Testnet is horrible. So, yeah, it might happen again. Okay, so I've got to tell you the prehistory here first because to sort of get to where... And by the way, I haven't... like Oh, I think I already mentioned this, right? I, I haven't studied the new war into 
in depth like i sort of understand it a little bit but i haven't spent a week researching every argument or every person that's involved but no undercover let, actions yeah i haven't <laughs> i haven't gotten to what the illuminati's point of uh, point of view is here and the bilderberg and how they're fighting with uh the the lizards we're not that far from bilderberg uh, hotel right oh yeah it's probably pretty close i never yeah you're making us uh, you're making us suspect. I'm they, already they, very suspect in their they eyes. They always so. forget to invite us. So Okay. Um excuse me. Here's the thing. At one point Bitcoin Cash they forked off, right? So they had the exact Bitcoin protocol um with the change of the block case. Like I I don't know if there was any other changes. That was a they had um a, the fork protection thing I I guess. Yeah, they had replay protection. Replay protection, okay. But in general, it was the same thing. They yanked SegWit out. That was the main change. <laughs> yes. Actually, I'm already starting this wrong. But let's... Oh, no, no, no. They, they did more. So yeah, they, they removed, did more. That's sort of the point. They removed SegWit, the soft fork aspect of it, but they did uh, adopt the signature hashing algorithm. They kept they kept some of the They stuff. kept some of the good stuff. Yes. They removed uh, don't some tell, of the stuff. Don't tell RBTC this, but... I think they know. Oh, all right. Well, here's the thing. If you Greg Maxwell is on there, so oh yeah, so he, yeah, but if he explains it to them, they'll just think he's lying. So that doesn't okay. They'll just believe the opposite more, more overall. Here's the sure. Here's the thing. We're yeah. gonna get to the point of the of the block uh, block difficulty thing. If you split off as a minority chain with the same hash power, um, there's there's this interesting dynamic where. We're for for simplicity's sake, we're gonna assume you know miners are there to be profitable. They want to mine on the most profitable chain, and let's assume away some details that don't really matter for the general dynamic. Like you know, switching a chain might actually cost a little bit, but forget about these things. Yeah. Just in general, there's this general dynamic, and it means that miners will switch to the most profitable chain. Okay, now if okay, this means. Uh, the the coins on both chains have their own price. Now let's assume that the Bcash coin is worth ten times less than Bitcoin. It's less mm -hmm. at this point, but let's assume ten because it's easy. Then it means that the difficulty needs to be, and we're assuming same uh, number of coins mined. And like these are minor assumptions. Yeah. Then the 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 difficulty must be at least ten times as low for miners to actually want to mine on the other coin, right? Right. Because, because that way they're investing less has power and all of that and they're getting less reward, but then does that make sense? Yeah, you basically want to know how many hashes you need to produce for one, yes. you know, to earn it back. Yeah, exactly. And sure. and one important thing to note here is that it doesn't at that point, because if we're assuming difficulty adjustment of two weeks, then it doesn't matter how many other miners are actually on that chain. If there are lots of other miners on that chain, it just means everyone's finding blocks faster until the next difficulty. Only then will it adjust, right? Yeah. So here's what happens if at any point this minority chains, uh, chain becomes more profitable. It means So that means uh, the difficulty is lower than this 10x price difference. Then all of the miners will jump on the minority chain, mine blocks very fast. Then the difficulty adjustment algorithm will kick in after whatever it is, maybe two weeks in this case, mm -hmm. 1.4 days or uh, anyways, fast, too fast. So then there's a huge readjustment. The price didn't change of the coin very much. So there's a huge readjustment in difficulty. 
So at this point, it's not more profitable to mine anymore. So at this point, all of the rational miners will go back to the main chain. So the main chain lost some hash power, but after you know less than two days, they'll jump back. Now they're all on the main chain. On the main chain, they keep mining. Not much will actually happen there. And then after, then when the main chain is about to adjust it, uh, readjust the difficulty, not much happen will happen there, while the minority chain is still cranked up too high. Yeah. And because there are no blocks being mined on the minority chain, it just stalls, and it stalls forever. Right, and the stalling right. happened so, even in the beginning, right? So the, the second you split, if you have only one-tenth of the hash power, then it's going to take not two weeks before the next difficulty adjustment. But forever. But, well, 20 well, or, forever. If, if if no rational miner mines on your chain, then right. it will never readjust. Right. Right. Yeah, because you will never get a block. Nobody wants to mine there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So the the minority chain will just stall. And this is something that happened in the past. Like, Or at least I think Namecoin had this, and that's why they went for merge mining at some point. Like, It was a known problem. So that's the, this is the problem. If you have a minority chain and a majority chain with the same hash power and the same difficulty algorithm and all that, then the minority chain will inevitably stall forever. Assuming miners are rational and these minor assumptions we made. And yeah, so, and I guess the only way to overcome that other than changing the rules would be fees. Because at some point there could be so many fees in the middle. Yes, that it also would something be I kind of assumed away there. But yeah, there, there could be some fee dynamic. But, you know, we're talking about Bitcoin Cash here where they really, 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 really dislike fees. Mm -hmm. So that's also unlikely to happen. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's you know, just going to stall. Yeah, so it's good to realize, I guess I didn't really think about it that way either, that if if your value is one-tenth, it's not that you get one-tenth of the hash power. You get no, nothing. you get nothing. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the exact problem right there. That was the exact problem from the start. Now, they, they anticipated. They, yeah, they anticipated it at least... Well, I don't think they anticipated this actually, George. Well, they I, anticipated that the hash power would be lower. Which is why they immediately put in something called the emergency difficulty exactly. adjustment. Exactly, that's what they anticipated. But I think the reason they put that in was because the initial split. That's I think that's as far as they thought. The initial split would happen, and if at that point they would have a minority, then blocks would come in very slow or whatever. I think that's the part they anticipated. They didn't plan it out to the full extent. Mm -hmm. So they, indeed, they had this emergency um, adjustment algorithm. And I have the details here of what it did exactly. It was if there was within 12 hours fewer than six blocks, then difficulty would adjust downward by 20% for the next block. Yeah. Okay. And I think this could be done uh, with a couple of blocks in a row. So then you had 12 hours of nothing and then a couple of blocks that did 20% each. And then, you know, it could be pretty fast yeah and then it was sort of uh, an investment to mine it right so so you'd have to get a few blocks in in order for the to yes. kick in this algorithm so Except you'd mine those at a loss but then you know it was a sort of free-for-all um, yeah so there was this thing where they they kind of figured out um i think there were a couple of problems with this uh, but uh what happened in reality at least is that it became like they, they started to milk the algorithm miners. So they had this thing where it, indeed a couple of miners would act irrationally or we can maybe assume that miners were coordinating and sort of, you know, 
dividing the spoils in a way like well, or they just realize that even if other people mine along it's still profitable to make uh, yes also yeah that's also possible so they would do nothing for 12 hours so every once in a while the bcash claim would uh, chain would in fact stall for 12 hours and then there were some irrational in code marks miners that would mine a bunch of blocks dropping the difficulty down very much and then it was cheaper that was more profitable again than bitcoin and then all miners would jump on it and mine you know 2016 blocks very fast driving the difficulty up again making it less profitable again and another 12 months of uh, 12 weeks sorry 12 hours hours of stalling so that's what happens for a while so i don't know i think it lasted for weeks at least probably yeah it was a yo-yo effect yeah it was it was this effect overall blocks were mined much faster because of this like Uh if you look at the total so they were really they were getting ahead of the bitcoin chain by quite a bit because they were milking the algorithm so fast for a couple of weeks and they still are like if you look at the the bitcoin cash chain uh the block height it's much higher than the bitcoin core yes well we're getting there we're getting there that's that's what this war is about cool okay so they did this for a while okay to quickly point this out there were a couple of other solutions they could have chosen um one is what namecoin did they could have merged mined with bitcoin but you know that's obviously off the table for them or at least i think that that would almost be like surrendering for them i i think right you can merge mine with the, the enemy that's also a bunch of complexity i but guess but it's at least reliable i think I don't know. I don't know either. Not if you never, think Bitcoin is doomed. I've never studied doomed. it in, in depth, but I think it's probably reliable. If, you, if your theory is that Bitcoin is doomed, you don't want to merge mine with it. Sure, yeah. Also very true. Yeah. If, also... if you're not trusting Bitcoin at all, then you don't want to rely on it. So that's not so much surrender as suicide from okay. your point of view. If, look, if you look at it from that perspective, yes. Okay, then there's changing the difficulty. Uh, no, uh, changing the hashing algorithm itself, mm-hmm. You know, which is why Charlie Lee, he was very aware of these problems when he launched Litecoin. That's why he specifically di- used scripts. Like he knew he had to use a different hashing algorithm. Yeah. Th- so they could do that. But yeah, I, I guess for Bitcoin cashiers, that would be like sacrilegious. Like that will, you can't, that, then, well, then they would have to consider not Bitcoin anymore. Plus, I guess Bitmain wouldn't be able to use their machines. And I don't know. Plus you enter a whole new cat and mouse game because... Look, as soon as you, like, I guess the best comparison I'd like to make is radio frequencies. So you want to have one radio station on a frequency. And if you're the minority radio station on the same frequency, you're just going to get blasted out of the ether. Yeah, true. A very good point. And there are only so much, so much uh, hashing algorithms, algorithms. uh, So you could come up with a new one. But the problem is if, if some other coin decides to also use your algorithm. And become bigger. That's a problem. Or you can all, you can have a big miner that decides to 51 or 99% attack you because they have the first ASIC. So it's it's not a fun place to be. I mean, yeah. that's what the games that all these coins are playing with their unique algorithms and race, trying to stay ahead of ASICs or not. Um, it's, it's not it's not a good place to be. So no. I can see why they would stick to SHA-256, but it's just that's also a really bad idea. <laughs> so Well, okay, so here's what they did. And this is the point where I sort of started losing interest in Bitcoin like the early weeks were interesting but after that i didn't keep up as closely but i think there was another this was maybe one of their first civil wars was about changing the this was probably their first civil war i think this was about changing the difficulty algorithm into something that w- couldn't be milked 
Well, they yeah, they changed it again. That's for sure. That's, I don't think that yes. was a civil war. That was, I think so was because no I, I think it was like a minor civil war. I think, for example, uh, Bitcoin Classic, which was still a thing then, and they were doing, you know, they sort of switched to Bitcoin Cash, and it was maintained by Tom Zender at that point. Well, there was Bitcoin Classic. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the original, basically the original Bitcoin Cash. Oh yes, the that's the one that can still yeah. be milked. They they were running that. Yes, but I thought that was a joke. But. <laughs> yeah, it was a thing for a little while. Yeah, Bitcoin Classic. I don't know if it still exists. Well, that's the original Bitcoin Cash. Yes, that's the original Bitcoin Cash. That's the you're right. That's the real Bitcoin Cash. But um, no, so Amori. Uh, here's what I recall. But this is years ago, obviously. But I think Amori came up with a solution for a better. Difficulty algorithm. I, I think they had a but whole I think like, were, discussion about different options and they voted or decided on which one. Yeah, back then, yes. Yeah. But I think, for example, this was the reason for Tom Zander and Bitcoin Classic to actually drop out. So that was, I think, the first implementation that dropped out. More dropped out later, right? I think. Was, I don't know which. Imp- you mean uh, client implementations? Yeah, Bitcoin Classic. I didn't know they, that, that existed. This was started by like the Tomims and. Uh, uh, Oliver Janssen and and I think some at some point Jeff Garcik sort of got involved. This was uh, so that's separate from Bitcoin Unlimited then. Yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. That was Bitcoin XT, Bitcoin Classic, and Bitcoin Unlimited. These were the three main sort of fork implementations. Okay. So yeah, and Bitcoin Classic and Bitcoin Unlimited, and then Bitcoin ABC sort of forms Bitcoin Cash, right? But Bitcoin Classic then drops out pretty soon and i think that was because of the difficulty algorithm the second difficulty yes to to fix this milking problem right and that one was pushed through i think by amori who was the lead developer of bitcoin abc and it was sort of he he has this general attitude of it's my way or the highway we're just going to do this Mm -hmm. and then i think tom zander dropped out okay i think i think that's how the history of bitcoin cash sort of played out well you're the historian yeah, Bitcoin Cash is a hobby project, yours. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so what they did was faster difficulty adjustment. Okay. So not every 2016 blocks, but I don't know, faster. So every no, because the emergency I've, part was already fast, but they made the whole thing fast. The, like they take okay. the average of the last 260 blocks instead of the last 200, okay. 266 is the number I have in my head. I don't know if it's correct. Maybe it's the last 10, whatever. It's yeah. like a much smaller number of blocks and then they adjust the difficulty. Because it might I be think, worth a very and, and quick... And so I think oh, it okay. also uh, adjusts every block. It's a rolling thing. Mm-hmm. So every block, they look at the last X amount and then every block, it's just... I, f- I think that's what I... Yeah, and I think when it forked, the, it wasn't immediately clear when it was an actual fork because the rules were somewhat compatible. So... You know, in the beginning, it might look like a soft fork, and then suddenly it looks like a hard fork. I have not heard of that. That gets really messy. So it's nice when you do a hard fork that there is like one block that is clearly valid for one side, clearly invalid for the other side. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's the way. I don't think that was the case here. It was like after a couple blocks, the difficulty adjustments were no longer compatible, and Mm. then it split off. I'm not sure. Maybe they they also did some replay stuff. I don't know about that. um, Maybe yeah. Okay, so anyways, this is what they implemented then, Bitcoin Mm -hmm. Cash. So they went with this new difficulty adjustment algorithm. Now, one thing to point out maybe that I haven't studied this one in depth, but it's interesting to point out that if your difficulty adjustment algorithm is too fast, if it adjusts too fast, that has problems as well, of course, right? I don't have to explain this to you, but I'll explain it to the listeners. Okay. So the problem is if you partition a part of the network as, as an attack, like somehow you're able to isolate some nodes, 
then um, if it only if the difficulty adjusts only every 2016 minutes, it's pretty hard to fool these nodes if you don't also have massive hash power. Yep. If you have much less hash power and you partition some nodes, then it's actually easier to fool them because their nodes will adjust faster and then after a while we'll look to them as if blocks are being mined like normal, even though you only had whatever, 5% of hash power, right? Yeah. So it's easy. So this this slow difficulty adjustment algorithm that Bitcoin has actually serves as another protective layer. Yeah. And this, so this is sort of a protective layer that was at least diminished or stripped down to some extent for Bitcoin Cash. Well, the initial emergency adjustment already had a vulnerability in that sense, right? Because after 12 hours, you could lower the difficulty. So that means that if you isolate a node for more than 12 hours, you can start feeding it a cheap chain. Right. Right. And so that could be a... Yeah. Yes, yes. Yep. You, you mean the original Bitcoin Cash? Yeah, chain. the original Bitcoin Cash uh, emergency difficulty yes. adjustment. That, 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 already... that had all sorts of problems. There are probably more problems that we haven't even discussed here, but... Yeah. I yeah. mean, once you have a coin that's such a small percentage of the majority... You know, just a 51% attack risk is already a problem that's fundamental enough. But then if you add, you know, eclipse attacks so that you can isolate nodes and, and annoy them, and then this unstable difficulty adjustment. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, Bitcoin Cash chose this faster difficulty adjustment thing yep. that was proposed by Bitcoin ABC, created by Amori. Again, this is where it gets fuzzy for me, but apparently there was some problem with it. Mm-hmm. To be clear, I think most of the time it worked fine. So most of the time blocks were found even more reliably every 10 minutes than on Bitcoin, which would make sense if there's faster adjustments. But I think at some point they discovered a problem with it. I don't know what the problem was, but there was a problem with it. Now we're getting to this latest stage of the, stage of the war. Uh, a bunch of developers, Bitcoin Cash developers and Bitcoin Cash people, um, figured out a new way to do difficulty adjustments and it's called assert a s e r t i don't know what it stands for but they figured out a new way to do it okay bitcoin abc however they are they recently announced something called grassberg so Everyone wants to fix the difficulty algorithm, I think. Maybe not everyone. There's probably a faction that just doesn't even want to fix it. I don't know. But I think most Bitcoin cashers want to adjust it, fix it in some way. And now there's sort of two camps, which is Assert and Grassberg. Okay. Now, here's what Grassberg does. This is, I think this is the main controversial part about it. What Grassberg does is it... Um, until for the next seven years mm-hmm. let me yeah for until april 2027 oh i'll first explain why it does this it so it doesn't only look at the fa- last whatever number of blocks when it uh, calculates the next difficulty for the next block that's not the only thing it does it also looks at when the genesis block was mined okay and then makes an estimation of when the new block should be mined based on all of the 10 minutes since the Genesis block. Okay. Right? So if you just make a calendar until eternity, then you can sort of map out when each block should officially have been mined. Yeah. And so that's 
that weighs in the new difficulty algorithm. So they want to not just compensate for their own little jump that they made after the fork? That's what they want to compensate for. But because Bitcoin itself also drifted compared to the original. Exactly, yeah. So I think they want to compensate even more than Bitcoin itself would, yes. Right, so there's some sort of Satoshi's vision, but it's not Satoshi's vision. (laughs) It's not in the white paper, at least, (laughs) George. I can tell you that much. Um, Yeah, so they want to correct Bitcoin's historic drift. That's how they call it. Yeah. And that means, for example, that until the way it's implemented is that until for the next seven years, blocks will be found slower, 12.5% slower. Each block will be mined uh, 12.5% slower. Yep. So that mean that comes with all sorts of complications for the next seven years. You know, it means confirmations will be slower. Yep. Deposits to exchanges will be slower. Um, miners will earn less because you know they're earning a block reward every ten minutes right now, and that will be slower. So miners are going to be earning less. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be less hash power security in that sense. Like all of the stuff that usually happens when blocks come in slower will just be the new normal for right. at least seven years. So they, they, they the really, ABC has sort of decided that this is what it's going to be. Other Bitcoin um, cashers, including, I think, even some people that were very friendly with Bitcoin ABC before, like, you know, the I already managed, managed, uh, mentioned Jonathan Tumin, who originally started Bitcoin Ca- Classic back in the day. Anyways, he's very critical of this. He's sort of the, uh, the main guy advocating for assert. Mm-hmm. And now this, so yeah, uh, and and the deadline is soon. The deadline for implementing this or not, or activating it or not, is in like ten days from now. So within ten days, because this is for the November fight. fork, I guess. What's that? I think this is for their November fork. Or? Yes, but it would be locked in by August or something. Yeah, like they want to deploy it not crazy late. But um, okay, that's fascinating. But they, do they realize this is a block size decrease? It's a block size decrease as well. I, I, yeah. yeah. So I, um, I mean, producer throughput. As as far as I sort of follow Bitcoin Cash, I think Omori is kind of on the, you know, he's the new Bitcoin core. He's sort of on the new conservative side. Bitcoin ABC is the new, you know, they're the new blockstream yeah. spies. They're they're being they're the they're sent by Bilderberg now. They're they're the ones sort of frustrating. Um, what is it called? Digital cash for the world. That's what they're frustrating. Right, because there was a split which was over the Gigamax. Yeah, so yeah, and then he was on the conservative side even then. So, you know, in this case, yeah, blocks would be... What's that? What's the size now? 128 megs or maybe a little bit less? On on the Gigamax? uh, No, on the the ABC side. Um, Maybe 32? 32. Okay. I think... Could I, be 32, yeah. And I think um, uh, Bitcoin SV jumped to 128 and then uh, to Gigamag. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah so I I mean, I guess Amori is already on the conservative side. So this, yeah, this is effectively a block size decrease, right? I, I don't know if they realize this. They it's, probably It's they a probably throughput decrease it. anyway. Yeah, it means you can fit, fit less transactions. I, I think in practice, the effect is going to be quite small. If you have four kilobyte blocks, uh, it's, it'll still fit. But yeah, you get you get longer confirmation times, you get less capacity. But you could you could introduce lightning to get around that capa- that speed <laughs> yes, problem. And Any maybe you want to add SegWit, you know, while you're at it. Yeah, so uh, this is this is the extent of the discussion. I understand it. Um it's gonna it the way it looks now is that it's gonna cause other splits, but there have been some 
historic civil wars there where you know last minute there was some sort of compromise and then there were others where there wasn't and they split right because the so previous in this, in this almost case, war uh, was about uh, a built-in minor uh, built-in developer award yeah there was a civil war about that as well that was cancelled <sighs> was it cancelled completely i, I guess i guess um i i guess you follow it even closer than i do then. I, th- I think it was cancelled i guess i guess it was cancelled because i was I kind what, of looking forward to seeing the, sp- the splits that would come out of that one because it was quite complicated with multiple developers that could like be individually activated as softworks but i think if you if you upgraded your node right before the split you might not be aware of all the different developers that were activated and it was kind of a mess yeah. so hopefully they didn't deploy that anyways i think yeah, this part of this part is clear to you, right? I've understood. I've un- explained the civil war. What to was you. the reason they want to um, they want to fix the timestamp? Uh, correct historic drift. They they think it's a problem. Apparently, I, I don't. I don't. I, I'm not aware of all it's the arguments in favor of it. Or it seems like a small issue to fight a war over. But it's not something that would keep me awake. Me neither. But I I think that's. Um, that's the idea. That's the argument, as far as I've read it. They want to, you know, they want to fix the story drift. I guess uh, maybe if we try to still man it, I guess the argument is there was some sort of problem that you said. There was some sort of problem that had to be fixed anyway. And then there's just two visions of how yeah. you can fix it. Yeah, I get, yeah exactly. Uh, I think yeah. there was, I think most people agree there is a problem that, that would need to be fixed. But I'm not sure what that problem is. And I guess if you, if you set the pace in stone with reference to the Genesis block, uh, the nice thing is that you can make sure that no fancy tricks with time happens. I mean, there are some benefits. If you time lock coins, then you have a much more exact idea of when the coins are going to be released. Well, no, because that's what end lock time with just time I know, is I know, sure. So I'm just trying to steal when in there. <laughs> okay, and and the counter argument is that actually if you did already time lock coins... Then now with this historic drift correction, it's going to be unlocked much la- later than you expected. So there's well, that's sort of the flip side. I'm happy to hear they're having fun. <laughs> um, I suggest we uh, we end this episode. Yeah, it's been enough. Thank you for listening to the Van Weirdem Shores NATO podcast. There you go.